Hello, and welcome to the QUB GP Society podcast. This series is entitled Common Conditions in General Practice and is aimed at medical students. We will be discussing some of the most common conditions that you see in a primary care setting in terms of their pathology, presentation, diagnosis, and management. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can see all of our latest episodes and also check out our society and social media so that you can keep up to date with news and events. But now, on to today's episode. My name is Jane Bailey and I am one of the education officers in the Queen's University GP Society. Thank you for joining us for our podcast and today's episode will be on hyperthyroidism. Hyperthyroidism refers to an overactive thyroid where the thyroid gland produces too much of the thyroid hormones T3 and T4. Thyrotoxicosis refers to abnormal and excessive quantity of thyroid hormone in the body. Hyperthyroidism is a common endocrine disorder with a prevalence of around 2% in women in the UK and 0.2% in men. In the UK, autoimmune hyperthyroidism, also known as Graves' disease, is the most common form of hyperthyroidism, accounting for 60-80% to of cases. Hyperthyroidism affects 1-2 to children per 10,000. Children may be severely affected, with poor educational performance often being an early feature. Long-term consequences of hyperthyroidism include increased cardiovascular morbidity and mortality and bone-related complications including osteoporosis. Primary hyperthyroidism occurs due to pathology within the thyroid gland. It is the thyroid itself that is behaving abnormally and producing excess amounts of thyroid hormone. Secondary hyperthyroidism is where the thyroid is producing excessive thyroid hormone as a result of overstimulation by thyroid stimulating hormone, also known as TSH. The pathology occurs within the hypothalamus or pituitary gland. Graves' disease is an autoimmune condition where there is a primary hyperthyroidism due to the presence of TSH receptor antibodies mimicking TSH leading to excessive production of thyroid hormone. Toxic multinodular goiter, also known as plumber's disease, is a condition where nodules develop on the thyroid gland and these nodules act independently of the normal feedback system and continuously produce excessive thyroid hormone. These usually occur in patients aged over 50 who present with a goiter with firm nodules. This is the second most common cause of thyrotoxicosis after Graves' disease. Some of the universal features of hyperthyroidism include anxiety and irritability, sweating and heat intolerance, tachycardia, oily skin, weight loss usually with increased appetite, fatigue, amenorrhea, frequent loose stools, and they may have a goiter. There are also some features unique to Graves' disease. Graves' eyes disease. This can include lid retraction and bilateral exophthalmus. Exophthalmus is the term used to describe bulging of the eyeball out of the socket, 
caused by Graves disease. This is due to inflammation, swelling and hypertrophy of the tissue behind the eyeball that forces the eyeball forward. Pre-tibial myxedema. Pre-tibial myxedema is a dermatological condition where there are deposits of mucin under the skin on the anterior aspect of the leg, i.e. the pre-tibial area. This gives a discoloured, waxy, odematous appearance to the skin over this area. It is specific to Graves' disease and is a reaction to the TSH receptor antibodies. A diffuse goiter without nodules may also be present. Thyroid storm is a rare presentation of hyperthyroidism. It is also known as a thyrotoxic crisis. It is a more severe presentation of hyperthyroidism where a patient may present with pyrexia, tachycardia and delirium. It is treated the same way as any other presentation of thyrotoxicosis. However, the patient will need to be admitted and may require supportive care with fluid resuscitation, antiarrhythmic medication and beta blockers. Management of hyperthyroidism is usually guided by a specialist. The following medications may be used. Carbimazole. This is a first-line antithyroid drug. It is usually successful in treating patients with Graves' disease, leaving them with normal thyroid function after four to eight weeks of treatment. Once the patient has normal thyroid hormone levels, they continue on maintenance carbimazole and either the dose is carefully titrated to maintain normal levels, this method is known as titration block, or the dose is sufficient to block all production of thyroid hormone and the patient takes levothyroxine titrated to effect. This method is known as block and replace. Complete remission and the ability to stop taking carbimazole is usually achieved within 18 months of treatment. The second line treatment for hyperthyroidism is propylthiouracil, another antithyroid drug. It is used in a similar way to carbimazole. There is a small risk of severe hepatic reaction, including death, which is why carbimazole is preferred. Antithyroid medications can come with a range of side effects. Some of the common side effects include GI disturbances, high temperature, headaches, aching joints, altered taste, and itchy rash, and these tend to go away after a few weeks of treatment. However, a less common but more severe side effect is agranulocytosis, i.e. a rapid drop in your white cell count. Therefore, it is really important to counsel your patients about the symptoms of agranulocytosis. If they experience a high temperature, sore throat or a persistent cough, they need to seek urgent medical attention. Another treatment for hyperthyroidism includes radioactive iodine. This involves drinking a single dose of radioactive iodine. This is taken up by the thyroid gland and the emitted radiation will destroy a proportion of the thyroid cells. This reduction in functioning cells will result in a reduced thyroid hormone production and so remission from hyperthyroidism. Remission can take up to six months and patients may be left with hypothyroidism afterwards and will require lifelong levothyroxine treatment. With the use of radioactive iodine come strict rules, including that the patient must not be pregnant 
and is not allowed to get pregnant within six months. They must avoid close contact with children and pregnant women for three weeks and they must limit contact with anyone for several days after receiving the dose of iodine. Along with the antithyroid medications, doctors often prescribe beta blockers for patients with hyperthyroidism. Beta blockers are used to block the adrenaline sympathetic related symptoms of hyperthyroidism, such as tachycardia. Propanolol is a good choice because it non-selectively blocks adrenergic activity as opposed to more selective beta blockers that work only on the heart. They do not actually treat the underlying problem, but control the symptoms whilst the definitive treatment takes time to work. They are particularly useful in patients with thyroid storm. A definitive treatment to permanently treat the hyperthyroidism is to surgically remove the whole thyroid or toxic nodules. This effectively stops the production of thyroid hormone. However, the patient will be left with hypothyroidism post-thyroidectomy and will require levothyroxine replacement for life. In summary, hyperthyroidism is an excess in thyroid hormone production which can be primary or secondary. It produces symptoms of rapid metabolism such as tachycardia, weight loss, anxiety and irritability, heat intolerance, loose stools, amenorrhea, and so on. Features specific to Graves' disease include thyroid eye disease, goiter, and pretibial myxedema. Hyperthyroidism can be treated pharmacologically using antithyroid drugs. It can also be treated surgically or using radioactive iodine. Agranulocytosis is an important side effect of antithyroid medication. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you have any ideas, suggestions or feedback, please don't be afraid to get in touch with us via email at gp-soc at qub.ac.uk. Our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram accounts are regularly updated with all of the essential information from our society. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.